Welcome to A Cupful of Coaching. This is the podcast where MIHS instructional coaches talk to members of our school community about teaching and learning. This is our first episode. Um, Let me introduce myself. My name is Jamie Cook. I have been teaching at MIHS for 23 years now, and I am uh, still considered myself a science teacher. Um, I have taught biology and biotechnology. And I'm Kelsey Cochran. This is my first year as a coach and my eighth year at Mercer Island High School. Before coaching, I was a Spanish teacher. And so the origin of this podcast idea came from uh, a previous faculty meeting where we were introducing and also interviewing a teacher. And we thought, oh my gosh, this is kind of cool. Let's let's do a podcast. Our podcast is called A Cupful of Coaching. Maybe you're listening to us as you're sipping some coffee. Uh, Jamie, are you a coffee drinker? Oh, I am definitely a coffee drinker. In fact, I have an espresso machine at home, and I'm very particular about my beans, and uh, I love Americanos. I usually make an AeroPress in the morning. Let's ask our guest, Rita Harvey. Rita, uh, what is your beverage of choice in the mornings? Well, my beverage of choice is uh, I boil some water and then put in some Folgers Instant Crystals. Mm. <laughs> so not a really, coffee snob. Real fancy. <laughs> yeah, fancy. it gets the job done. It know. gets the job done. Well, Rita, tell us a little bit about your teaching background and what you currently teach. All right. Um, I came to Mercer Island last year covering for Aaron Noble um, when they were coming back hybrid. Before that, I taught four years in Spokane at West Valley High School, and there I taught uh, chemistry, biology, forensics, and uh, criminal justice. Oh, wow. And then I lived in Palm Springs for 16 years and taught primarily AP chemistry and IB chemistry, um, some physics, and um, occasionally AP biology. Wow, you have a wealth of uh, teaching knowledge here. Besides teaching, uh, tell us a little something that people can get to know you, maybe something that most of us wouldn't know already about you. Um, Let's see, probably that I like to sail. Um, When I lived in California, I I owned a sailboat and I stayed out on the weekends in Newport Beach. My son lives in Newport Beach and um, during the summer I race sailboats. And um, and then I hike. I love hiking all over the place. So right now with all the rain, it's mostly city hiking <laughs> off the mud trails. Urban hiking. Nice. Urban hiking. Well, Rita, we know that you've been working this year to include more student choice in your science classes. And can you tell us a little bit more about why you wanted to, to do that? Well, what I saw was that... Um, the students, especially with COVID and as things were going differently, they were getting where they were so used to doing things online and looking things up themselves that when they were coming back into the school system, hybrid to start with and then in person, um, I wanted them to not feel that it was a totally foreign thing. And I've always tried to change up my game every year a little bit, learn something new, definitely wanted the students to feel that they had a voice and I could tell that they were really nervous about the uh, gaps they had in their learning. Um, They they truly were concerned about that. They knew that they um, no one had been up to par 
uh, during the COVID lockdown when it was most locked down. And so I thought new school, it's a great chance for me to do something completely different. And uh, it was a little nervous for me. I mean, I've been teaching for a few years. Um, I know exactly what I want to teach, but it was a little scary thinking, uh, how do I give the students choice? And so the PLC was a great format for me to safely feel that I could do that. All right. So Rita's referring to the professional learning communities we've all been working in this year. Uh, and Rita, your group was about pro uh, providing more student choice. So can you tell us a little bit about how you approached planning for providing this choice? Um, well, our group that I work in, uh, providing student choice, we were we had different visions of what we were going to do, but all of us really saw that as a way to really uh, bring the learning more alive with the students and get them to be more involved in their learning and more interested and more comfortable with their learning. And so we uh, bounced ideas off of each other. We read a lot of books, we watched videos, listened to podcasts, um, <laughs> did all of that. and. Um, very gradually modified it. Um, in our group, some of us decided to do maybe one student choice project at the end of the semester. I really wanted to see if giving more student choice on a regular basis would end up with um, fewer missing assignments because I was going to try to give them choice on their how they turned in their assignments and what they did in the way of their assignment to show me that they had gained the knowledge that was the goal. And can you tell us a little bit more about what that choice looked like? Um, initially, I, I thought it was a choice, but I don't think it really was. I said, here's what you're doing and you could choose how to turn it into. Mm -hmm. So you could orally tell me um, the answers to the questions, you could do uh, PowerPoint, you can do a brochure, but I really wasn't giving them a lot of choice. I wasn't ready to let go of the reins too much to start with. <laughs> really the choice was how they were going to give me the information. Mm -hmm. um, and they responded fairly well, and then each Friday I asked the students for feedback. We have a little chat session That's as great. a part of the class. And their feedback was, well, it would be nice if we had a choice of even how we got the information. So we worked on that and it was a progression. So each unit I've changed it a little bit and now I think I really do have the students doing student choice. Wow. So it sounds like you took some input from the students and uh, kind of went with, uh, with that. Yeah. It was really scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you do other things to kind of get some input from the students to kind of guide uh, where, where you might be going with this? Yeah, I actually watch for as they're doing um, the work on different projects on their student choice day, um, which ones really seem to just be jumping into it. Um, and I think when it really changed was when I actually, um, as teachers often do, I borrowed uh, the mm -hmm. plan from one of the staff meetings that we had where you had um, a um, choice for the teachers in our staff meeting where we could watch a video, we could read something, and I don't remember what the middle section was called. It was an infographic. Infographic. Yeah. And um, uh, um, each of the teachers had a choice. And what I saw was that in our group, 
most of us did all three. We first picked the one we wanted to do, and then we were curious about what the others were like. And I thought, I wonder if my students would do the same thing. And so that's really how I've adapted it now. And I find that that format has worked fabulously. Um, so tell us a little bit more um, about how you kind of support these students kind of taking some ownership in, in their learning um, and how student choice is involved in that. Well, what I do is, um, because I'm a science geek, um, the, I go very much by the standards. The students know what their goal is, that this unit, this is what you as a student should be able to do and demonstrate for me and what you should understand. And a lot of it is hands-on and some of it is going to be the standard type assessment. And the giving the students, I give them an outline of my, what I now consider my suggestions. I suggest the section in the text that applies to it. Um, I recommend certain videos that they might watch I may have a certain requirement, very small one, that they have to watch this video or they have to take these outline of notes from me. And from there, I give them a guideline of what I would recommend, but that they can come to me with something else they want to do and we'll discuss it. And um, so far, I've not told any of them no. I think they're starting to figure that out. But. Um, <laughs> We'll have discussions on, you want to do it, uh, a project that way, but how are you going to actually be sure that your uh, sources are reliable and current? And they now know that those are the two biggies I'm going to look for. Is your source reliable? And how old is that source? And one of the questions I always ask them is when they find a source, because I tell them it's the same thing I do, is my number one question is, what was that author's intent when they made that video? Are they trying to convince me of something or are they trying to educate me? Um, and so they now have that as a part of their regular thinking. They know that's going to be one of the checklist items. So you're really building their critical thinking skills, their abilities to evaluate sources and helping them be more independent in taking control of their own learning rather than just depending on, you know, the one source you, you give them. Right. And I think it's, um, I've seen now just such a change in them. Even the freshmen that I've only had for a month or so are already at the very first week or two, they're pretty uncomfortable with that much leeway. They mm -hmm. want to know what's the right answer. What do you want me to do? And now they're, they have a better idea of when they learn on their own, what their questions to themselves should be. Okay, great. Could you expand a little bit more? Talk, you started talk, kind of talking about some challenges and also you referred to some successes. I'd love to hear some more um, possible stories about successes or challenges you've had by incorporating this. Um, well, surprisingly, I think the challenges were Sometimes my, uh, my opinion of what I thought was going to happen, mm -hmm. because I really thought that the upper level, my AP Physics 2 students, would not really want to have student choice. 
and that they would always pick the geeky out of the book <laughs> thing like I do. Um, and that the younger students would be the ones that would be wanting to do not textbook things, but something else. And what I was really surprised at was the excited feedback I got from the AP students that they were having also a choice about how to learn. And they were going way beyond what I was asking them to do. And they were very excitedly coming back in and discussing with each other what they had done. And that's when I knew it actually does work. <laughs> the, it turns out. All of their, the students are talking to each other about what they did at home. And then these other students are checking out the same either book or video. Um, or if one of them really understands a topic, these students are now not always having to come to me. They know that they can sometimes ask another student. And... Um, and then I think some of the great, um, the great ahas or yes, this is what I wanted is some of the students who had a lot of missing work were not turning in things. They were tuned out. Um, they're the ones that toward the end of the first semester, they're now requesting to sit toward the front of the class. They're wanting to get involved. They're raising their hand. They have gained confidence. And they're, I think their classmates see them different. That's amazing. That is amazing. Rita, you, you've used a few adjectives to describe some of your initial feelings, like nervous or scared. Um, what would you say to a teacher who is feeling those feelings as they contemplate introducing more student choice in their classes? Well, I think those feelings are real, and they're... Um, they're actually not a bad thing. You should be afraid when you're changing. <laughs> um, and know that you're going to screw it up. Uh, and I, it, and I think most of the teachers I know at the school, I love the school there. They're really interested in what the students are. It, as long as you're honestly talking to the students and openly getting feedback from them and using it, I think the students are totally okay with telling me uh, eh, that that sucked. You know, that wasn't so good. Um, and then they'll. They're excited for Friday for the feedback session. They're, they're ready to say, and I, they've learned the etiquette of um, what I tell them, learn to sandwich, <laughs> learn to say something good, then fill in the part you want changed, and then quickly come over and sandwich it in with something good. Um, we all know that there's the main thing you want is what's in the middle of the sandwich, <laughs> but um, they're learning that that is an etiquette thing, and they're getting really good at that, too. Can you tell us a little bit more about this Friday feedback? It sounds like a theme that you have in your class. It's it's just a really small part of it, but it's just that on Friday they know that at some point during that class we're going to say, okay, let's, let's talk about what happened this week. And so usually it'll be when I either pull out one of the student chairs and sit down at, with them. And so in their group, instead of over, I'm not standing up front, I'll just pull one of the chairs over and I'm sitting down and I'll say, let's talk about this week. Let's, what, what worked and what didn't work? And then I just started off with, okay, here's what worked for me this week. And I tell them, I think this went pretty well and I really wasn't happy with whatever this is. And then I just stop and there's just silence. 
and then they start giving the same feedback. This is what worked, and this is what I think maybe we could try next time. And Excellent. It's a, it's a small part of my Friday, but it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm curious what plans you might have to continue offering student choice, try something new. What are you looking towards for the future? Um, right now, by now, because I've done it in each unit, it is a normal part of my routine. I don't even have to. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I just look at my unit and um, I'll anticipate. And usually what I do now is I set up, here's, here's the video, here's a physics classroom you can do, here's the pages out of your textbook that apply to the same thing. Um, and um, this is your goal. This is what you need to understand and be able to demonstrate to me by this date. And and usually it's a very quick turnaround that I do find that works too. They need, they want just a day or two. Mm -hmm. They don't want a week or two because they'll wait the week or two. Mm -hmm. So they need a day or two and uh, it's a regular part of it. And um, I'm still, it, it doesn't always work, but it's great. I'm really glad um, I started giving student choice and I wish I'd done it um, in the manner I'm doing it, I wish I'd done it before, but uh, you know, we're, we're ready for it when we're ready. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Okay. Well, Rita, we really appreciate you joining us on our first podcast today yes. at Full yes. of Coaching. <laughs> and I hope yeah. that you continue to have success with uh, offering student choices and the reflective activities that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. I know oh. she will. I know she will. Oh, and I do love nice coffee. Oh. I just don't take okay. the time for it. We'll keep that in mind. Maybe we'll send you a thank okay. you gift for being our, our first guest. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to our first episode of A Cup Full of Coaching. Thank you to the creative and skilled Mercer Island High School students who make this podcast possible. This episode was co-produced and edited by sophomore radio students Ellie Sadler and Sid Schroff. Our music was composed and performed by junior David Thomas, and our logo was designed by advanced graphic design sophomore Benjamin Biafor. If you're interested in exploring your own teaching practice or diving into any of the ideas you've heard about today, please reach out to your instructional coaches, myself, Kelsey Cochran, or Jane Cook. We'd love to work with you. See you next time. <laughs>